Hi, this is Sarah with Corn Fed Witch, and let's get this started. It's another half an hour of witchiness here in the heartland, deep in Omaha, Nebraska. I got my coffee, I got my witchiness, I got my cats, and I'm ready to go. So, I have discussed on a previous episode, Samhain, or Halloween, and how it's the, the Wiccan New Year. I do want to touch on it again since it is a spooky season and it's a pretty major holiday. And so let's get this started here. So I wanted to, I I really wanted to emphasize Samhain because it's been kind of a hard year for me with a lot of loss. I was informed today that a former coworker of mine passed away due to the cancer. It was pretty aggressive cancer. That makes her the seventh person that I've known this year to pass on. So it's kind of rough. I'll get through it. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll get through it. It's just it's just hard. It's been a, a huge, huge year of loss. So Samhain is a time where the the veil is thinnest. It's one of the better times of the year to do spirit communication or divination. Now you can do it any time of the year, but this just happens to be when it's the veil is thinnest and therefore it's probably easier and you're probably you're more likely to encounter unintentional spirits i actually I, i'm quite sensitive so things usually get pretty pretty intense around me around this time it's like random poltergeist activity and all that Usually they're from good spirits, so I'm not too worried about that. So Samhain, spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N, is pronounced Samhain or Samhain, depending on where you're from. It's Celtic. It is the Celtic Feast of the Dead. And I'm just going to... Read it. Just give you a background because I have discussed this before. Um, once again, I'm taking this from Creating Circles and Ceremonies by Oberon Zell Ravenheart and Morning Glory Zell Ravenheart. They have a nice wheel of the year. It's the beginning of the year. It is pretty great. So I'm just going to bring this up here. So, Samhain, meaning summer's end, is the Celtic Feast of the Dead, and the veil between the worlds is thinnest, and the parts spirits may return the commune with the living. Bonfires are lit, and blazing straw from the fires carried through the villages and over the fields, traditionally celebrated on October 31st. Samhain falls several days later, astrologically at 15 degrees Scorpio. It's, it's Scorpio season, or almost Scorpio season. It is the hinge of the year opposite from Beltane. It's the Celtic New Year, marking the beginning of the winter half of the year, also called Third Harvest or Winter's Beginning. 
This festival has been thinly Christianized as All Souls Day, with the night before being called All Hallows. Hallowmas are Halloween. It is... Well, they call it the most magical night of the year. I mean, that's a good background. It is Celtic, and bonfires were lit, and it's the third harvest. The third harvest, I I learned this, really just focuses on, like, the meat harvest. I don't eat meat, so it's not, doesn't really pertain to me that well, but they would harvest, they would harvest or, or slaughter meat during this time because it was cooler and it was less likely to go bad. I learned that courtesy of Crow from a from the Order of the Red Grail. They have they they are affiliated with the Aquarian Temple Tabernacle, Aquarian Tabernacle Church in Omaha, not Omaha, Lincoln, Nebraska. So. Traditionally, I get out my traditionally I get out my spirit board and do some communication and honor my ancestors. So, I mean, it's it's a good time to do that. My my girlfriend's kind of opposed to doing that, um, so I have to. Well, she's just kind of like ghost opposed, which is not a bad thing. She likes to be cautious. I, I actually remember the first ever episode I did on Salwin well, was done on Salwin and I did Ouija basics on how to protect yourself. So go ahead and check that out. I might go to the cemetery again. I don't know. It's it's my favorite time of the year and there's so many things to do. I already carved pumpkins. I went to the pumpkin patch. It was great. So back to Samhain being a good time of the year to communicate with and honor ancestors. And one of the ways that you can do that is by doing what we call a dumb supper. It's, well, it it is a dinner where you have plates setting set out and you have an extra one. And that's an empty plate. It's to symbolize everyone who has passed in a year or to honor the ancestors long gone. And this dumber, this dumber, this supper is called a dumb supper because you don't talk during it. You use the science as kind of like to reflect on those that have passed and to mourn this and then afterwards, you if you share memories and celebrate them, it's it's pretty good. I've never actually partaken in a dumb supper. I just usually set out an altar with a picture or so of a, a an ancestor or a relative that has passed away. Not unlike Dia de los Muertos, which is. Uh, the day, the day of the dead, which falls around the same time, and it's a, it's a rich tradition in and of itself. I don't think I could do it justice as I am not of Mexican origin, and I feel, and I haven't really like 
practiced it. That brings me to something else. I am. Um, well, I admin this group for Two Girls, One Ghost podcast. And there was this topic that was brought up. And I so want to do this, but I think I'd rather have a witch of color do it with me. Um, because it's not really my place. So, witches are persecuted, but, oh, let me, let me back up. Let me back up. So there was a post about, like, appropriation, and someone had posted about, you know, this is what a witch looks like, and someone had mentioned that people of other cultures have it worse during this year because people dress up as their culture and the day of the dead and they just kind of appropriate. So that's, that's the background. And I really want to do an episode, but I prefer to have a person of color do it with me because I, as a white cisgender woman, I don't think that I am, well, I am not the best person to do that as we really need to give a voice to witches of color and minorities and those that are persecuted. And us as white people need to do that. We've we've dominated a lot and it's time to let them them share their experiences and their voices. Because that's how we heal and that's how we can heal the 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 state that America is in right now. If you're in America. Sorry, I kind of rambled there. It's just, it's just a, a topic that can get kind of, that interests me. And if, if left undone, sometimes people can get really defensive and it can get nasty. So anyway, back to Salwyn. Do, 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 do. I am going to bring up I saw this some poems regarding Samhain let's see ah here it is so I have a couple to share this one is called Samhain Round, which I assume that it would be like singing that one person does the first voice, first verse, and then once they're done, they start the next person starts the first verse, etc. It's by Mark Hirsch. He uh, he wrote it in October '97. And as the light round around us fades, in golden shadows through the glades. Like distant echoes down the hall, we answer Samhain's ancient call. From everlasting times till now, to story lands we all must bow, where magic rings within our souls, and as we shatter, we are whole. This is the night to join the dance, partake in all renewing trance, where worlds within and and out are one, our sacred journey now begun. To greet the ones we loved before, our kith and kin from days of yore, forgiven foe and long-lost friend, we dwell among you yet again. For now the worldly veils are thin, where hope and healing can begin. 
Our deeds are done. The hour is late. By fin and, fin and feather, leaf and bark, as sun now banks to sheltered spark. This year of trial and joy is past. Within the circle we have cast. And as the light around us fades, and golden shadows through the glade, like distant echoes down the hall, we answer Samhain's ancient call. And so you can use that, like as in the beginning of your sound ritual. And then here's one that we can use, you can use to close out. It's called Farewell to Spirits by Melanie Storr. I don't have a publication date, but it is in Casting Circles and Ceremonies. Spirits here now, are, it's called Farewell to Spirits. Spirits here now are loved ones gone by. And you may stay here with us till the last candle dies. When the last tiny flame has guttered and gone, you must leave and continue your journey beyond. You can use that in any, any ritual once you are communicating with the dead and the spirits, maybe a Ouija board, etc. So... Onward we go. I want to know what your traditions are for Samhain or Halloween. Um, go ahead and email me if you'd wish at cornfedwitch at gmail.com. You can follow us on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook as well at cornfedwitch. So on to the correspondence of the week. I was gonna. I actually have two of them, just because it is the spookiness. It's the spookiness of seasons. Do do do. I gotta find it. There it is. Okay. So and once again, I am doing. I'm selecting herbs from Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. So so the first correspondence of the week is you. Now, I advise this very caution. I was not going to do this one because I don't want anyone to hurt themselves and have anything bad happen to them. Um, just because it is poisonous. So don't be very careful if you're going to use it. So you is um scientific name is Toxis Pacata. It's poison. Um, the planet is Saturn. The element is water. And the powers are raising the dead. Magical uses. This poison, this poisonous plant is sometimes used in spells to raise the spirits of the dead. Though it has a long mythic history, it is little used in magic due to its high toxicity. So you would do that whenever you're doing some sort of ne necromancy and you want it to be more powerful. You can burn it as incense. Well, actually, I, I'm going to advise against that because I don't know if the, the actual fumes are poisonous. I've never used it. I don't like to keep poisonous herbs in my house as I have, th we, we have three cats and a dog and they like to get into things. And we have some nieces and, you know, small children get into things. I just, for safety's sake, I don't keep anything poisonous in the house. So on to the one where I actually chose. 
so this is clove. The scientific name is Eugenia carophyllis. Is that this is Zygium aromaticum or carophyllis aromaticus. It's also called Micket or Caramphyll. That's, that's some folk names. The planet is Jupiter and the element is fire. Its magical powers are protection, exorcism, love, and money. Magical uses are burned as an incense, clothes attract riches, drive away hostile and negative forces, produce spiritual vibrations, and purify the area. Cloves are burned as an incense to stop others from gossiping about you. And if worn or carried, clothes attract the opposite sex and bring comfort to the bereaved. So, I should actually be lighting lots of cloves because I have had so many people pass away recently. It's actually been kind of I I can't even put in the words. It's it seems like it should be normal, but it's not. It's not normal to have so many people pass away in a year that you know. I'm sorry. It's it is just really difficult to deal with this for me. But other than that, I use cloves, you know, to like when I do when I kind of want to strengthen my prosperity spells, I'll burn it. As along with cinnamon, because cinnamon amplifies, makes you stronger, and it's good for healing. Well, let me bring up cinnamon. Do do do. That's not a correspondence of the week, but I can make it one. So cinnamon, um, it's cinnamomum. I I'm just gonna call it cinnamon. It's also called sweetwood or Ceylon cinnamon. It's, uh, this planet is sun. It's also a fire element. The deities are Venus and Aphrodite. Its powers are spirituality, success, healing, power, psychic powers, lust, protection, and love. Ritual uses include cinnamon oil was used as part of a holy, holy anointing oil by the ancient Hebrews. The leaves of the cinnamon tree were woven into wreaths, which were used to decorate ancient Roman temples. The Egyptians used cinnamon oil during the mummification process. Magical uses... Cinnamon, when burned as an incense, raises high spiritual vibrations, aids in healing, draws money, stimulates psychic powers, and produces protective vibrations. Cinnamon is also used in making sachets and infusions for this purpose. It's also very, very delicious. And I love it. I often use cinnamon. They amplify everything. Um, and in my prosperity spells, I burn it along with clove. I actually found this really cl- good clove. And cinnamon incense blend that I got from our local store, Next Millennium. That's free advertising for them, I guess. <laughs> but it's, it's great. It's It lasts an hour long. It's stick incense. It's not loose. Which I, I won't make stick incense because I don't have the patience to do it. I'll make loose incense. Um, but stick is pretty easy, easy to get a hold of. It's not 
the the 10 for a dollar kind so it is higher quality it is more expensive but believe me it's worth it can't think of the brand name though but whenever you have the chance to support a local artist and make who makes incense do it vote with your dollar support local businesses go to etsy etc all right so those were our correspondences of the week you're lucky you got three of them and i did have some listener mail let me go ahead and bring that up i have to bring up my email here Last time I did Why I'm a Witch. And so I asked people to tell me why they're a witch. They're witches. Do, do, do. Come on, Gmail. Find it. All right. The first one I have comes from Josie. And she writes... This is why she's a witch. She was, I was raised around it. Not always with good intentions, though. My mother and her two sisters regularly did rituals. My cousin and I would sneak their book of shadows between us, copy things down, learn all we could, etc. We'd peek through the doorways on a ritual night and see them together, hands clasped and raised, all in beautiful cloaks, each holding her own or their own object. Mom always either had scales or athame of the scales are actually a part of my altar now and being in awe at how beautiful it was seeing them together. My mom leaned towards the dark arts, I realized as I got older. I do believe knowing yourself, light and shadow, helps to develop one's intuitive abilities when learning. But she chose to remain in the dark, quote unquote, for a long, long time. Like animal sacrifice, try to make someone love you type stuff. But I remember the good. How she let me use her tarot cards to play or let me smudge the house, light sandals, like candles, incense, fill her chalice with moon water, and let me organize her altar, and never criticize me while trying to get it right, or what I thought was right. As an adult, I have learned that this is my path, and I am working on learning more and harnessing my own power to benefit those that depend on me. I hope this wasn't too long. It wasn't. It was perfect. That's really interesting. So, it's kind of like a hereditary witch. And I do agree that you need to balance the light and dark because like you can't just be all, well, there are people who do, who only focus on the light, but there is a balance to be had. Like we're actually entering the dark time of the year. So it's really appropriate that I read that um, you can work with dark stuff and you can work with light stuff. It's just finding the balance because there is balance in everything and not everything is evil. Not everything is, not everything is totally evil not everything is totally good and then 
The next one I have is from Courtney. It's why I'm a witch. And she begins, oh my, where to begin? My name is Courtney and I'm 29 year old, 29 years old with two children, 11 year old daughter and six year old son. My family on my mom's side is all from Massachusetts, specifically the Salem area. And my bloodline goes all the way back to Alice Parker, one of the first women hanged for being a witch in the Salem witch trials. I have seen Breed, the, the goddess, I, was, I have seen Breed, the goddess. I was very sick and I did an invocation in the bathtub and then I went to bed and she picked me up and kissed my cheek. And the next day I felt great. I can feel things in nature most cannot. It's like a sixth sense. I have crystals and stones with me and when I carry them around I'm even more sensitive. I have learned how to self-heal with herbs and oils and casting invocations. That is why I'm a witch and I wouldn't have it any other way. That is amazing. I love that you are more sensitive when you have stones. That's great. Because I felt that too. And I'm totally jealous that you live in Salem. I really want to go to Salem. So thank you, Courtney. And thank you, Josie, for writing in. And I am... Let me go ahead and move on here. I do want to thank you again for writing in. I love to have more listener interactions and to keep things more interactive. And so you can also email me witchy stuff at cornfedwitch at gmail.com. Tell me your Samhain traditions. Tell me why you're a witch. Just tell me anything witchy. You can also follow me on Facebook and Twitter as well as Insta. And I'm hoping, well, I was hoping to get my Patreon up and running, but I had to deal with some, some Monday matters first. So once again, my name is Sarah. I want to thank you for tuning in for Corn Fed Witch. And I have, hope you have a wonderful week.